going to be doing something a bit different this week. Uh, we're going to be finally telling in full the story of Siege Studios, how James started this absolutely massive company uh, that has become now in his little flat above a above a chemist, I believe. So James has sort of gone into this on other podcasts and it's been spoken about before sort of in the, in the lexicon of Siege, but we're finally going to go through the full story. Uh, James is going to be opening up about a bit more about his personal life and how how the business was built around him. And uh, we're also going to be telling our story of when we joined the company, where things were at. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting episode and I hope you enjoy this one. Before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to let you know that we now have new ranges of fantastic products over on the Siege Studio shop. Whether you're wanting to purchase a PDF tutorial for a character you're painting, you need a new airbrush, painting accessories, or want to book a class, you'll find what you need. We also have a bunch of merchandise, which is a great way to support the podcast. To see what we stock, head over to siegestudios.co.uk forward slash shop. Right, Mr. James Otero, you're on the spot this week. I'm under pressure. Yeah, we want to know the story. So we want you to tell in, in full, basically. Let's uh, let's dial it all the way back to the beginning 10 years ago. We haven't got like five hours. So <laughs> well, everyone's been asking for a longer episode, so yeah. this might be the one. Right, true. okay, true. Uh, yeah, so uh, it all started in uh, a little flat above a chemist, as you quite rightly pointed out. Um, so I had a huge break, as everyone knows, and probably everyone does have, and uh, came back to Warhammer. Started putting videos on YouTube, and uh, and and yeah, like basically found out about commission painting through that, and uh, and then decided that I wanted to to to, to start something. Um, working in recruitment for many years as I had did, I think it's 11 or so years uh, off and on around music and stuff. Um, I just didn't see a professional side to it that I was used to so much in my, in my day to day job. Uh, and I wanted to kind of like create a very professional run business that delivered really high end commission painting as well. So that was kind of like my sort of like ethos of starting it. Um, I literally, fun fact, I literally made the Siege logo on Photoshop in about five minutes before leaving one of my earlier jobs. And that was, that was quite, uh, so yeah, so I literally knew what I wanted it to look like, knew that, you know, um, obviously from my music background, I live a certain lifestyle choice and like the, the, the letter X is involved in it quite a lot. So I wanted the brushes crossed and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like where, where you could, you could probably elaborate more on that. Cause... Yeah. So I, I, I'm straight edge. I've been straight edge for like 20 plus years nearly, um, which is like a hardcore music, like subculture. Um, it's not a cult or anything. Don't worry. There's no, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of yeah. people into hardcore and punk yeah. so, and so, stuff that are into Warhammer. Yeah, well. true. That is very true. Like and tattoos and stuff as well. So, so yeah. So, so being straight edge, I, I wanted, I obviously I wanted that kind of like, I wanted like an X involved in it somehow. So, so the cross brushes kind of like was how I had done that. And then I wanted uh, like marketing and logos and branding was something that I really was uh, really interested in from music and from bands. And so I wanted the double S to be sort of like one S, but have two. So that's kind of like where I found the, like the, I think it's a pretty stereotypical like, like the Gothic, Gothic sort of like font, font yeah. kind of thing. And it's obviously fitting. Um, but fun fact, like the, so the name, like the name as well, I didn't even explain about that, but the name basically, I, one of the bands I used to be in was assigned to a band called Siege of Amida Records. And I, I really liked the word Siege. I thought it was very fitting for like 40K and Warhammer. Um, so, so Jamie, if you are watching this, I did nick the first name from, from, <laughs> from Siege of Amida. I'm so sorry. Jamie's probably not watching this, but if he does, then yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's where kind of like where Siege came from. And obviously I wanted to build something that was bigger than just me in a flat above a chemist, which is why I called it studio. So, and I thought it was really good plan words and the double S just works and everything. So that's kind of like why, um, the name came about and then the logo came about. Um, 
and then yeah, from there it was just uh, it was just quite a few years of of, of around the full time recruitment job, um, like working siege as a side hustle and just as this extra thing that I was doing um, and building building the, the 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 Instagram and building all of those uh, social aspects uh, with it as I was doing commissions. Um, was that with the idea like when you started it off? Because obviously there was a bit of overlap with your recruitment job. Was was building Siege on the side? Was the plan always to to eventually pursue that fully, or was it just sort of this thing that you enjoyed doing on the side? I think at first it was always supposed to be a side thing, but because of just how I was in music with bands and like running the band and managing the band and all that kind of stuff, and and like I did want it to grow into something bigger. And I suppose there were. I, the, it would have been a dream back then for it to be where it is today or, you know, even half of where it is today, it would have been a dream back then. Um, but I suppose there was a little bit of, I do want it to get to that point in, in, in the, in the future, you know, um, at that point, but you, you know, I wasn't sure if it would even be viable or if it'd be possible. I do, I do wonder if as well, like, cause obviously George, you only started painting a few years ago. So it's a, Big difference, as we spoke about on a few different things, the difference in the the industry and yeah. the community, even from two years ago compared to when you started the company. So I do yeah, wonder yeah. if it would have even entered your mind that it would have been possible for this to be a full big company at that point, because it didn't really seem like yeah. a thing that would be doable. Now, as like, loads of people are doing... It, commission painting in general is is a bigger thing it's so a bigger it's thing, a bit yeah. more popular but and a bit I'd more argue, i'd argue that siege kind of paved the way for that really because i mean i the, i'm obviously more into this more recently and siege have been around for a long time since then but it was kind of like the way i the way i saw it from the outside looking in it was like kind of one of the very very few companies doing it at the very least but because companies like yours existed that gave people like me the opportunity to be like oh other people are doing this i could do it too yeah, I mean, like that. I, again, I'm not going to steal anyone else's thunder. Like we Siege, as much as obviously I, I want Siege to be known as the company that it is, and for us to be the market leader. Um, uh, there were other companies around before Siege, and undoubtedly there'll be other companies that arise after us. But I think one of the things that really was fundamental for me back in the day was, and again, it's ten years, so it's a, a lot. The industry is, I always say, is the industry has massively changed over the last uh, over the last ten years. Like from when I started it, you had. Dave and Matt at MWG basically with handheld cameras putting YouTube videos up, you know, like compared to now where it's fully edited, fully like almost like a TV show style editing and professional uh, podcasts, podcasts, all sorts, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, yeah, so it, it, there were other individuals around doing it and other organizations doing it, but they were not, in my mind, ran. And again, I'll say this, I'll try and say this as respectfully as possible, but they weren't run the way that I wanted a business to be portrayed, doing it as a professional service and as a trade. Um, it just wasn't done that way. So, so yeah, so it, it kind of, it naturally grew um, and and it got to the point whereby it was taken up. I mean, I was working a 60 hour working week in recruitment. It was taken up a sizable amount of time around that. Like I've, I've been used to not having proper weekends for a very, very long time. Um and it does have a lot of an impact on your life, you know. Uh, it really does. Like uh, thirty-seven in a couple of in a week or so, and 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 I've still not got kids, and and you know, and a lot of my friends from school are married with about four kids and fifteen animals. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's 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 been a very, um, it's been challenging as well, just from a personal perspective, because 
there and I don't want to pull the sympathy card but there have been sacrifices that have been made like I've I you know I had several relationships that failed as a result of, of work working as much as I did um but I've always thought of the long term picture I've never thought of like the next week or the week afterwards it's always about you know where all this hard work will eventually get you it shouldn't be about well if I just do this now this will make this better for a week or so it's about seeing the growth and having the being able to have the vision and the, and the and, and being able to just not give up because you see where it's going to go or you hope it's going to get to where you want it to go um now they they got to a point in recruitment where I was doing very well in recruitment I worked really really hard in recruitment as I do with anything that I've ever done and um and I was due an end of year bonus that was supposed to be helping well it, my, my mortgage was based off of that end of year bonus I knew what I was doing every month and for anyone who doesn't know recruitment industry you're targeted every single month on a certain amount of money to bring in and for I think it was nine or nine or eight of the months of that year I'd hit my target for every month so I knew even at that point what I should be theoretically getting at the end of the year for my bonus to then basically be able to uh, pr- prove to my mortgage provider at the time that I could get the get the get the house I was trying to get and um and for some unknown reason, the the owners of that business then changed the whole entire commission structure. So what I actually equated to is that my my bonus that I was supposed to be getting would have been like a third of what I was due. Uh, and obviously, look, I lost my mortgage as a result of that. Um, so it, I've always tried to be as fair as possible with anyone I work with or with people that work for the company or whatever. And and like uh, that for me was just like a, a red line that I wasn't happy to to continue having crossed so i just quit on the spot uh i didn't take much holiday anyway so i had 30 days or so holiday and i think i worked it out that i had enough holiday and, and and yeah i just i knew how much siege was doing around this 60 hour working week in recruitment and i just thought right well you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna give that finish that and then do recruit uh do do obviously siege full time and that, that's kind of where the jump happened and it really happened like it's kind of like maybe you think about two I've been, it's difficult to factually remember just because it's been so long now, but I think it was around about two or three, maybe three or four years into Siege is when I I, I made the jump. Um, and at that point, we st- we still doing it on your own at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Joe joined in 2019, so uh, it, it, it would have been six six and a bit years. So that, that's to, the office side of the stuff. So obviously stuff. you did have freelance painters. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. So as in, how, long, how long were you, just to, to get a bit of a time, time scale on things, so you, how long were you the only one painting? Was that not very long? Did you get people in pretty quick? I got quick? Pretty in, people in pretty quick. I think it was around about a year or so into Siege that I, I had my first sort of freelance team members working for the company a year or so. And, it and obviously you're still at the recruitment at that point. I'm still well. at recruitment at that point as well, yeah. So like all my lunch breaks on uh, recruitment was like taking parcels down the post office, like, you know. Um, you <laughs> I know, thought you were uh, going to say painting. I thought you no, brought no. in a little like carry case into <laughs> no, work. I was doing emails. So I literally, my lunch at recruitment would be like, you know, I'd, I'd make, make lunch in the morning before work and then I'd just work through my lunch doing CG emails on my lunch and then just jump back straight to doing recruitment work at the same desk you know so um so yeah so I, I literally just yeah that's what I done and um yeah and I was just at lunch breaks was taking parcels down the post office and, and you know I did that for about I said like two or three maybe three or four years I think it was I yeah. can't remember exactly. so it was yeah so it was around four years where you were still working and doing this as a yeah yeah and, and I think that's one of the things I think it's being able to have the vision of like where and then the perseverance to 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 just 
do the slog, which is, and it's, and a guy, I always say this, it's very similar to bands and you, you know, obviously I know you both have music sort of side of things, but like, it's very similar to like bands. Like, you know, when you first start a band, you play to the, your local, you know, your local venue to the village goat and your best mate, you know, and then, and then like, <laughs> oh, you had the village goat turn up, did you? I never had that. Time, yeah. Absolute yeah. result. Gutted. Yeah. It's good. See, he was the, definitely bought merch every time. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, but, uh, but you know, and then, and then as you play more and you start playing more, you, you end up, you know, getting a bit more of a following and then you play like a town that's a little bit further away then then you play with a band that's there and then you go oh why don't we come play a show with us and blah blah, blah. and then so that you you know the same way a bit building a band and building music is very similar to the kind of like the process of building a business because inherently a band is a business and, and like tides and post well maybe not so much postmortem but tides very much was run more businessy so so um so it, it, it i all that graft and all of that perseverance kind of was already established in me from being in bands because i was like well i know that if i do this then this is going to happen and if i do if that happens and this is going to happen and if we do this then this is going to happen so like that, that kind of was already put in place and you know um and uh yeah so four years in obviously i just quit i quit recruitment and um you know and, and i've said this before in various conversations i've had but on the day that i left my recruitment director uh like kind of like laughed it off that I was leaving and uh, then on the, the subsequent team meeting on the next Monday because I left on a Friday he like in front of the whole entire rest of the office because I had friends obviously that will still work there he was like oh yeah James has gone off to paint to a soldiers for a living and all this kind of stuff and I was like and that kind of like it actually helped me hugely because it was like number one they think I'm going to rock up in a week's time and go can I have my job back and that that definitely was not going ever going to be the case and secondly, like it kind of every time there was a little achievement or a little bit of growth or something happened or a big job booked in or we got a new client or, or we, we've done a commercial project or like when we started working with various uh, YouTube channels that we started working with, all those little things that then started creating the creating the the the, the, the help for the growth of the business. Every single time that, that some of those things happened, it made me think, well, look, you know, everything that, that person has said as as hugely that that's a testament to the fact that that is never going to be the case, you know, and. Uh, and that, that really helped, helped me hugely, you know? So, so, so yeah, so I got to a point obviously. And then, uh, I think the ne- next biggest kind of thing was like, you know, getting out of the, the uh, I moved from the flat above the chemist, which is where the first couple of years of siege was the uh, famous, the famous, the famous flat above the chemist. Um, and then I moved into a flat round the corner, which was a bit bigger. And then my, essentially my whole entire front room became kind of like the storeroom essentially. So my living room was literally a storeroom for quite some time. Um, uh, and then about three to four years in, I think only I was still in that flat that was, that was around the corner from the other first flat, but then three or four years in, I, I, my front room was, I, I honestly, it was horrendous. There was like just boxes and models and miniatures everywhere and like a desk here. God, imagine paint. that. It was, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> so yeah. different now. Yeah. Now you're in an office with, yeah. uh, boxes and models and miniatures everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then we, and then we, and then I first, I got the first room at the office and the building that we're in now. Uh, on the first on the on the top floor and uh and yeah that was really helpful for me because like it actually gave me the opportunity to i say well it didn't because i still worked when i was at home but it gave me an opportunity to separate work from home, home. to an extent because i'd still be doing emails at home as well as like i'd I'd walk home from 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 i'd walk home from the office it took me like five ten minutes to get back to my flat and by the time I walked home, someone would have replied and I'd have my laptop on me and I'm like, oh, I'll just do that now. You know, like, so it, it didn't really ever stop. Like it never really stopped. Like, you know, um, and yeah. And then, and then, yeah, with the, the office, I obviously had that first room. Everything was in there. Um, I don't remember if I had the other room when you joined. I don't know if I did or not. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll I can't remember you that. Did, you, you had just, you had just got the second room when right, I, okay, when I yeah. 
so yeah so then so then for about two years or so it was one room in the in the office building that we're in now and me working from home from as well so i was doing like a I was stopping going work, in during the going day, in then. during the day coming home cooking and eating dinner and then my own and then and then just working in the evening as well so you went from having a side hustle to a, a different job yeah. so then you 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 still treated it like a side hustle when it was a real job yeah. it's like a side <laughs> yeah. hustle for your company yeah yeah, yeah. basically you, yeah. you were side yeah. hustling the same job that you were working throughout the day yeah i think what well, i'm like i think personally I, I am very stubborn and very relentless and and you know and and i will i won't give up like that's one of the things like i just i i, I yeah i've always when i have clear vision on where where how i wanted to go or things I, I always try and always try and achieve that i think i think that's really important when it comes to when it comes to business in general like um you know and if you want to you, you know things just don't happen by clicking your fingers you know you do have to put the graft in you do have to put the work in and i think um i think sometimes that's often forgotten how much actually goes into doing stuff like there's that famous iceberg picture where you see the top bit which is like the bit that everybody looks up to whatever mm. and beneath that you see all this all this other stuff that's led to that bit above the way i think that's a know. commonality with a lot of things that people see as like a, an enjoyable job which obviously it is we yeah. all love this thing but yeah. everything has everything still work at the end of the day like wh whatever you love in your life if you make that your passion in your business yeah there's always going to be the work side of that because yeah, i think yeah. a lot of people outside looking in will be like oh you just paint toy soldiers all day yeah yeah but it's not that simple no, it's not. It really isn't. And, and I said, like at that point, like sort of like five, six years in, like I, I, I was slowly coming off of the tools. Which, for anyone who knows me well enough, knows that that's still very hard for me to do because I actually do enjoy the day to day. I like I want to be involved in everything, and I do want to genuinely do it just to help, not to be like this crazy sort of like oppressive kind of like, are you doing it right? Like I just, I, I genuinely, I love every aspect of the business so much that you know. Uh, and because I've done everything in the business, maybe not to where it's at now, as in like stuff that maybe you do, Georgia Media, or that you do in Ops now, Joe, but like the stuff that I, I obviously done in the early days, that I don't do now, but it has changed so much. But it's like, it's like I still want to have an inherent understanding of how it's done so that I'm not that owner of a business that's like doesn't understand what goes on. I think that's really important. Well, I think especially with the painting side of it, you might not be painting commissions, uh, no. people anymore, but you do kind of, uh, we do fight every time that you want to do a, a preview model because yeah, you you obviously do really still want to. It's hard. Um, it's hard. Juggle. Every time we get like a Games Workshop preview model or something like that, yeah, it, you you really still want to contribute to the the painting side of the business. So yeah. I think you are. It's nice that you're still, even though you you're obviously way too busy to be doing commissions and actually painting the commissions anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it is nice that you still have this like every now and then there is something to do with painting that you can do for the well, company. It's proof yeah. that you kind of never burnt yourself out in it, right? Because like yeah. even doing it after 10 years, you still want to be on the brush. I story. do, yeah. I, I genuinely do because I find painting way more stress stress relieving than, than uh, the day-to-day, -day, believe it or not. Well, it's obvious. The day-to-day -day is obviously way more stressful than the, the, the natural painting sometimes of the projects like that. Like Even if it's a model that maybe I don't really like that much, I still think just getting the chance to zone out and paint the model would would be sometimes like something that is a little bit less stressful for me than maybe dealing with a certain situation or having to try and sort a certain thing or do a certain thing you know um but but at the same time like yeah i do i never really got burnt out from it because i i do i do massively enjoy what we do as a company and i i'm not saying that maybe certain aspects of the there is always gonna be stuff that's like not as fun as other stuff that's just inherent with any role or any any job but but it is something that I still massively enjoy all aspects of the company. Like, you know, if 
if uh, maybe like Paul and packing his off, I'm, I don't mind going and packing a model and making sure it's perfectly packed so that it goes out and it doesn't get damaged and all that stuff, um, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. I still enjoy doing those things, but I know that that's not where I'm best placed now and what, what I should be doing, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's, it's very, it's believe it or not, that's one of the hardest things is take it taking your hand off off of stuff is, is is the hardest thing when you spend so long getting it to that point just a quick one we wanted to remind you that you can get your miniatures painted by the world-class team here at seed studios we have a variety of painting levels and services to meet your needs and your budget whether you want a centerpiece character or a full-blown gaming army we offer well above the industry standard in terms of painting quality and experience you can learn more about our services and get a quote now at siegestudios.co.uk and in the month of july new clients can get five percent off of any commission using code july5 so then like five six years into uh into like just the the, the day-to-day of siege it got literally so busy that like i i was struggling to do on all the administrational stuff um all of the like the am or artist management all of the spec writing all of the client management all of the meetings discussions with clients all that kind of stuff got so busy that i needed help and like it's a real the real difficult position and real like uh real sort of like where I come from recruitment, obviously I'm used to recruiting people, but then like, it's not like I'm recruiting it for just a company that I'm working with and finding a role. I'm trying to fill their role. It's literally like, I've got to write the job spec for my own role, for my own business. I've got to make, make all the duties. I've got to make sure that the person comes on board and knows what they've got to do. And, you know, and like, you know, it's very different when it's your own thing. It's not like, especially as a recruitment consultant, you just find the right person, match the skills, interview them, blah, blah. How many, how many artists did you have working for you by, oh, by that time? I can't. I, 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 when I, I joined? I would think it was probably around maybe 20, 20 When I so, joined, 20. there was around 25, 25 freelance yeah. artists. So you've yeah. got, you've got yeah. 20 artists working for you and you finally go, okay, I need some help running this. Yeah, yeah. I am... Um, um, now you, you you kind of getting onto the wavelength of when I walked in, how I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. Yeah, well, let's 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 tell that story. So then. so so yeah, so like so, 20, 25 artists. I think it was more twenty five to be fair. Um, and and yeah, like I, yeah, like working ten, because of being in recruitment, working like 10, 12 hour days didn't really bother me too much. Like I was literally, I. I, I, that didn't bother me you know i'd be cooking dinner and on the phone to a candidate if, when i was and then i'd be doing emails for siege it didn't really bother me like i just yeah like um, <laughs> i love the idea that in that moment you're doing it at the same time yeah. <laughs> no, i was i was I literally i was literally like emailing and on the phone to kind of prepping someone for an interview the next day and cooking my cooking my dinner so yeah like you know it's that was that was very common on a on a wednesday thursday friday night um so uh, wild friday night yeah, no, yeah i didn't have much i didn't party much obviously <laughs> but straight being straight edge alone so yeah so um so so yeah but um and then yeah so it got so busy that i need help and i put up like a admin assistant uh role advert and i got a few applications but then i got a random text message on on (laughs) on my phone like like you you had my number still so just as a quick caveat like joe i've known joe for a very long time so back in music when i was in bands and and like we we were all part of the same sort of music scene like going to like punk and hardcore shows and like metal shows in the sort of like south end uh south end kind of like chelmsford like uh, i'm sure there was like quite there's quite a a lot of london London stuff even going out to kent and it was all the kind of south yeah um, and then i got a random text like oh hi like, hi james it's like it's like joe hart from like when we went to shows and stuff blah blah, blah. <laughs> like uh i see you've got like a like an admin role and like um, I've, I've i've applied for it and i was like i actually remember where i was i was sitting i was sitting on my sofa at home in my flat and i got the text through and i was just like it's like god that's a small world <laughs> yeah i remember i remember so, so just to clarify as well like um the way i actually had your number was not because of how we used to know each other and stuff like that. I'm sure I probably did have your number for one reason or another to do with bands and things back then, but it wasn't. It was because 
once I got back into Warhammer, yeah, yeah. One of the first things I got told when I got back into Warhammer was like, "Do you know what? Have you seen what James is doing now? Go on, you can say what people used to call." And me. I was like, "Have you seen what Jim's doing? Yeah. Now? <laughs> seen what Camo Jim's doing now?" <laughs> and um, Camo Jim, he used to wear a lot there's, of camo. There's a there's a there's a story. That's for another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, seen what Camo Jim's Jim's doing now? And I was like. I was like, oh no. And then uh someone linked me to the Seed YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And by this point, I don't know what year we're talking here, but um Yeah, I can't think. So then I I was like, oh my god, that's 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 crazy. Started watching the videos and stuff like that, like watching the commission updates and things that you were doing back then. We're probably talking like 2017 or something at this yeah, point. The old iPhone 5 videos. Yep. Um and uh, eventually, I, you know, I started painting a little bit casually again, started playing games and stuff. And I, and I didn't have you on like social media or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of lost touch a little bit. Were you two both into Warhammer when you were in the band? No. Um, we probably, well, we obviously had been, but had never spoken about so you, it. So this was like just on complete parallel paths. Yeah, we also weren't, we weren't in bands together. No, no, but you saw it the same. We used yeah, to go yeah. to a lot of shows that had, the, like, uh, it was a similar, same group of friends, it wasn't it? Same group of friends. Obviously, there's a bit of an age difference between me and Joe, but like you had your group of friends that, that were into, had bands and, all, and then yeah. oh, I was in certain bands. And it was kind of, we were just like, yeah, it, everyone got to know each other and, and would play the same shows and stuff like that. But yeah, obviously I had been into Warhammer at that point. I wasn't in it into it currently and you had been at some yeah. point at that point but wasn't currently but never once was mentioned also that's another thing where it's changed where like i feel like you, it is kind of oh, cool is. to just talk I'd, about i probably imagine that at that time period being in that sort of scene warhammer yeah. was very hush hush yeah, yeah like i imagine there was a lot of people who were into it who weren't talking yeah. about well it, obviously no. they were because now we know after all these years yeah, I was like, yeah. oh yeah i was really into warhammer yeah, it's like yeah. why did you say that at the <laughs> yeah. time it comes out the woodwork when it's yeah. cool yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. so anyway so um i actually ended up booking onto a siege course yeah, you did actually, and um, make it, it was going to be a lo local one. It wasn't that I couldn't make it; it was that it ended up getting postponed because of the venue. That was it. Yeah. So yeah. you had my number because I booked a ticket for the course, and you called me to tell me that right. it had unfortunately been postponed, and um, I ended up having to get a refund. I couldn't make the next date, whatever. So I yeah, still yeah. had your number, number. Um, in my phone. So, so I so wonder I thought, at that point if I called you, if I knew that it was you, maybe I didn't. I don't, because um, I, I like. I think I might have said, like, once I bought a ticket, I think I emailed in and was like, oh, like, it's, Maybe, it's Joe, yeah, I you remember. know, I used to... I'll dive through the emails and see if we can find it. So you're on the sofa, Joe texts you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I actually remember, sorry, I remember where I was when I sent that text <laughs> as well. So the parallels of these, the differences of these are a bit different because I wasn't just chilling on my sofa. I was doing freelance, like, event work. That was it, yeah. At the thing. Saying, so, yeah. like, I used to do, like... Um, it was all sorts of different stuff. But you know, when you go to like a wedding and they have like the big letters with like lights on them and stuff like that, I used to help with a, um, a company that would just take them to the wedding and set them up and make sure and then take them back. Or like there was photo booths and there was all this other stuff. And I was like lugging all this like heavy gear about. I used to do it in, it literally in my Fiesta. Not much of a change from the musician life, then. Is exactly, it? <laughs> it was exactly the same. If if you didn't see what was in the bags, it literally looked like I was going to a gig to set up. Like, but it was a bit heavier, some of it, and because um, I used to have a little tiny terror, so that was quite easy. Yeah, you didn't live the drummer life. Yeah, 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 I wasn't the drummer. Um, so I was literally, and and to be fair, like 
was absolutely fine with that. Like the people that I was working with and everything were great. And, and I did love that. But it was obviously a little bit difficult physically to be like, yeah, yeah. especially in summer and stuff. And uh, I remember a friend of mine, Reese, who yeah, you, you Reese, know, yeah. put in our little Warhammer WhatsApp group, like put the job advert in there. That was it, yeah. And I literally text you as soon as i saw it and i was on a job loading in like yeah knackered like i was just like i need to try and do something else <laughs> um and um i text you then and what i i hadn't actually applied yet but i was just texting you to say i'm gonna apply like that please don't yeah, yeah, you did, please yeah. i'm gonna like i'm out at the minute i'm gonna reply please like don't don't pull it yet like i'm gonna reply apply when yeah, i'm yeah. home um and i yeah i remember I that, think did I, I just to check my own my own I'm going to vet myself here but did, did I ask you for a CV I did mm, didn't I yeah 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 I thought yeah so. you asked me for a CV thank God <laughs> but, <laughs> I, thought, but, I thought I was yeah, going to go oh I did the full yeah, I, I didn't get any did like shebang. I think we even spoke about when I when I because I you, obviously you gave me an interview and uh, we spoke about on our interview that you know we knew each other but it had been a while since we'd probably yeah, yeah. spoken and and yeah yeah uh, you know I was like probably about. 18 or 19 or something the last time you'd actually seen me yeah, yeah. maybe 18 or something like that so it's been quite a while um so it had been a while and and obviously for all you know i could have been a completely different person by the time i was 26 or whatever whenever i was when you hired me so yeah, yeah so we, we did discuss that and talk about that and i still did the full process and everything i didn't get any didn't get any handouts before anyone wants to start <laughs> yeah. saying that um but yeah that that was like so that um i Obviously, eventually got the job, and then I didn't, I didn't wait around that long, Joe. I mean, come on, let's be honest. No, 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 no. I, I just meant, well, <laughs> well, I was actually making it sound like I, I had about fifty people queuing up. Like, well, like, I, funny... I, had a, I had a few applications, but like, oh, it wasn't like it wasn't like we were waiting like six months. Well, that, to I knew you had other people to yeah. interview and stuff like that, and I think I yeah, I, I got all the normal treatment of yeah. like. Well, I've got a few more people to interview, so we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. And I got all that. So I was like, okay, yeah, fine. And I, I was like hopeful because yeah. I felt like the interview went well no, and everything and we got on and that. So I was like, I, I was pretty hopeful. But my worry was that like someone else who'd apply, I know we have some gaming shops around and someone else that probably maybe already in the industry and was like yeah, a yeah. bit more clued up on it. Um, but got- anyway, so so I ended up getting it. And the uh, when I got the, t- when I got the, t- Cool to say that I got the job. I was on a freelance job. I was doing. I was a um, being a runner on an advert. Um, it was like a two day shoot, like fourteen hour days. I was the only runner with a car, so I was like all over the place. And uh, I got it on like the lunch break that I got the job, and I was like literally, I was like so over the moon, and I was like telling people about it, and because it was called Seed Studios, they all thought I'd been hired by like a production company. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, I didn't correct her. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I can't even be bothered to explain what Sea Studios is. No, actually. no, no. Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be honest. No, no, no. Like, Toy Soldiers. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I didn't even correct yeah. her, to be honest. Yeah, but then, so that's what, that's 2019. Team, yeah. You've got to dial it back, though, because you've left out that first moment when you came in for the interview. When you came oh, up, when you came yeah, up well, yeah, you, yeah. So I obviously assumed that Siege was a certain size operation as because of as big as it was when I walked in for my interview. Yeah, yeah. And well, like James said, 20, 25 artists. Exactly, it's 25 yeah. artists. Like I'm I'm watching the YouTube videos. I know what's being churned out. I know, and you know, I have some business uh, acumen as well, so I can reverse engineer how much work must be going into that if you're getting that many jobs in. 
and being Possibly painted. Like five, six people in an office. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously like an office assistant dealing with all the emails because James. Surely James isn't doing all Surely the he's not sat there on the phone with his laptop in front of him. <laughs> Making his dinner. Making his dinner. <laughs> I didn't make dinner in the office. Just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I walked in and it was obviously just James. And and there was two, we had two office rooms by then. Oh yeah, there was two, there two was rooms. There was two yeah. desks. Two desks and the two um, rooms, yeah. And there was uh, two office rooms by then. And one of them was just being used as a storeroom and obviously where you filmed the old school videos. Yeah. Um, and the other one was obviously just main office with office stuff. And I was just kind of like, Where's everyone else? Like, is is do you have like downstairs as well? And he was like, Oh no, it's just me. Like, you're the first one in. And I was like, What? How's that? What do you mean? Like, what what actually goes on? What do you do? And he was like, Oh yeah, I do it all. And I was like, How? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. So then we that was like instantly a bit of a shock. Yeah. Like in a good way. Like it wasn't like I was walking in thinking, oh yeah, I'm going into a huge company, and then oh, it's only one guy. I actually for me that was like wow, like all this is being done by one guy. Um, and it obviously, it also made me realize that there would obviously be work for me to do. The last thing I wanted to do was like just sit there and yeah. be bored at my desk and, and stuff like that. And that, that's the other interesting thing is that I was hired as a part-time office assistant yeah. at first. So at I first, actually yeah. worked worked two days a week. Two days, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. And I would just, so I carried on doing my freelance stuff. So I was doing like, two days a week in the office, just answering emails and stuff. And then literally, I don't think either of us could have guessed how quick it would ramp up. No, like, it went, I mean, so just to give you a bit of an idea, like I think when you first started, there were 25 painters and we had a wait on just, so it was just Siege back then. I think we only had like on our workbook, which has obviously a lot of the projects that we're working on. I think we only had like 40, 50 projects on it and the waiting list at that point. Um, only, only, <laughs> yeah. which, which I, well, yeah, compared to now, that is only. Obviously, that'd be a lot easier to yeah, manage. Compared to well, now, that, it's, that's it's, the funny side of it is that back then it was like you were getting me in because it was like it, it finally. Well, got I was to like, the point I was like, where, oh my god, like what am I going to do? Like I got this, I got this to do, I got this, yeah. I got all this and if I look on, back like, now, uh, and if it was like that now, that would be the easiest Monday that I've had oh, yeah. in the last. In the last, I love, I love Mondays back then. I do like, yeah, like I love Mondays back then. But now it's just Mondays are. Yeah, I guess it, it ramped up really quickly. Um, we got a few more office staff in, and as you do with a business, as it builds up, you start to sort of fill out the roles. Then you have, unfortunately, unfortunately, you have COVID happen. Yeah, um, less was, than a year after I joined, that was hard. Um, yeah. At which point I was like thinking well surely a commission painting studio isn't gonna survive survive through covid so i was kind of thinking oh that that was fun for around a year but this is probably gonna run its go course the way now. The, go the way of the day um and it went the complete opposite way as the entire hobby warhammer painting industry did so we managed to to stick survive it out that, through yeah. that which is about when you when Quite, do you I, join during covid it's like the tail end really because that was like a I remember, I remember it was like post COVID, but like it was still that was like. The well, weird... I remember you still you still got it while you worked. Well, that for was like us, the weird so Christmas did, yeah. lockdowns and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it was like I joined in twenty twenty for the twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty for the yeah. painting team. So, so that was the that yeah, was, it was like, in like the COVID, it was in like October. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was I, I know like the worst sort of in the UK anyway. The, the main lockdown was in the sort of March uh, spring sort of time. Yeah, yeah. I was at uni uh, doing doing music. Uh, I started painting like before COVID, obviously, but it was sort of like 2019 around the time you started, I guess. Uh, I just started painting in my in my free time while I was while I was studying just for something to do. 
the first lockdown hit right as I was doing my dissertation at university. So my uni didn't have a clue what to do. Yeah. So they basically shut uh, for, for a good month. Uh, the UK was locked down, uh, so I couldn't go to work either. I worked in retail. So I was just uh, just sat on my backside, really. Uh, just yeah. in the flat, free time. In the flat with a lot of free time. So, uh, I, yeah, that put an absolute rocket booster on my, on my painting. And, uh, yeah, like a lot of people, I was struggling. So I was like, well, I'm doing all this painting stuff. I guess I could sell the models. Uh, and then I saw there was a there was a job opening for Siege on uh, on Instagram. So I uh, yeah, it's the one the I, freelance I, artist. Right? It, was so, it was so weird looking back because I, I I was basically full time painting because uh, that was that was for all, yourself for myself because yeah, yeah. that was all I could do uh, for work at the time. And uh, I applied for Siege. Didn't really think I was. I didn't really think I'd get it because I I knew the the prestige that the company had, and I didn't I didn't believe in myself enough at that time to think that there was much much opportunity there for me but i did just sort of apply just to make sort of a point of it i was like, i'm going to apply but i don't i don't really think i'm there yet if you don't you'll never know exactly yeah. so that was that and uh i remember where i was when i got that phone call <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I was at home i'd uh i think i was sat in the garden like, having a coffee or something and uh i got a phone call from like a random number and nine times out of ten i'm like random number it's gonna be a sales call and i don't know why i answered it i think in the back of my because I'd forgotten that I'd even applied. Because I think it was like probably a couple of weeks after. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd forgotten that I'd even applied. But certain, certain in my room was like, no, you should answer the phone. And uh, yeah, it was James. It, I, I was absolutely elated that he wanted to get me down for just for an interview. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was like absolutely blew my mind at that point. I didn't, I didn't think I had a, a hope in hell to be honest. But uh, at, at least, at least when you came into the office, there was more than one person. I that, did. That I, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had the opposite experience of you, Joe, because yeah. I came down to the office and I was thinking this is going to be like a few guys. And then, like James, like took me upstairs and like showed me like the packing room, and, like there was all artist painting in there. And then upstairs, I was in office, like, oh my god! Oh yeah, we had loads more rooms by it. the time. Yeah, you did. I was yeah. like, this is this is mental. I was, yeah. I had the complete opposite experience. I was like, oh my god, this could be like, I was like, I'm gonna go down there, be like, uh, be quite cool, meeting a couple of people who are into this sort of thing. Yeah. And James walking me around, and I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> this place is insane. So uh, yeah, I, I sat down, had had a had an interview, uh, which went. With, with the both of you, I guess. Good, yeah, 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 which, yeah, which went well. Uh, a few days later, yeah, James gave me the call to say say that I got a job, and I was like almost in tears. It was like that was for me personally as a painter. That was like the biggest like seal of approval I I could have hoped for at that point. And that was yeah. like this. Do, do you know what? Like like hearing people say stuff like that. And I know that this is not preloaded and, and yeah or anything at all whatsoever. But like like I never thought that Siege would get to the point where I had people saying sort of stuff like that. Like this is like this thing started in the flat of a chemist. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know. So so but, like, uh, for me as an artist, like I mean, I obviously know personal association with you or any of the people from Siege before that. And I was like I said, I was sat in this self doubt of like I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to make it a job at that point. I was already like I said doing it effectively full time. Um, but that was like the biggest seal of approval. Like, as a painter, as as an artist, that was like you are good enough to do this. Yeah, and that was all I could have hoped for. So yeah, it's like it's interesting because obviously we the, the the weight of of how many people are on the team is obviously we have way more freelance yeah. artists than we do office staff naturally. Yeah. Um, but I th so we you know people maybe understand that from the painter's point of view. Uh, more than others but for me like I it kind of has a similar effect just about general business and career stuff I'd never worked in an office before me neither yeah. um, I thought that I, you know I didn't go to uni I didn't go to college I didn't have uh, you know I had some GCSEs um, and I knew that I had a kind of decent business brain and especially with operation stuff I always felt like 
processes. That's just sense. how my brain works. Like I can work out what makes sense to do and how the most efficient way to do something is and stuff like that. But I never knew that I had, I, I didn't ever feel like I could showcase that enough to a company to get a job doing it because I didn't go to college, didn't do all this stuff. So I worked in retail, then I was doing all the freelance event stuff and things like that. So once I got in, even on a business level, it's a very similar feeling where I was like, I can't believe I've actually, I'm in a business and now working up the ranks, obviously being operations manager. Now it's like, if you'd have told me when I was 25 and I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm, that's me done. I can't get into a company or anything like that, that I'd end up being the, the operations manager. It's like insane. I, I could, wouldn't have believed it. Same, same for me as well. Cause like, I, I think back to then at how like later doors at like joining the painting team. And then like I said, like you have been working for a few years. So I went my up the ranks and now I'm in, in the office doing media. Yeah. But then it was like, I had the same experience. Like again, again, it's like, you know, you know what? this is one of the crazy things. It's like, I, I, you know, I think part of that initial thing when I started it was that I wanted, you know, I wanted to give opportunities like this in the business. I think because our industry as well is, is quite far behind in various areas and things. Um, I think it puts us in a very good position to be able to try to sort of like offer that and do the best that we can for people in the industry. And I think that's something that I've always wanted from day one of, of you know, from working in recruitment and work, walking into big build, big buildings and big companies and seeing obviously how things are run, but then the culture and the, the way people are isn't the way that I would hope for a company to be run. And, and then seeing those inklings of it happening within Siege is, is just something that, you know, it, it, it's, it's truly humbling to have that, have that, um, to see that happen and to see the company sort of grow from where it started to, to where it is now and then obviously where I want it to go in the future and for everybody and everything and it's just yeah it's, it's a real it's a real it's been a real crazy ride um that if you look back at where it started you you you, you kick yourself every day going holy cow this thing's never going to be that way and it just it mm. just crazily is you know so so yeah it's it been... kind of hit me at when we were at Warhammer Fest and if like naturally with all like the the creator because we were there to film stuff and, and do whatever all the creators and everything it was it's all like these huge youtubers that i'd watched for years and um obviously not all of them knew definitely didn't know who i was because i hadn't even been on camera yet at, at, for siege at this point but just for people to even be like oh like where are you from and then for me to say siege and then know what it was hmm. like was like wild to me like They'd just be like oh yeah cool like da, da, da. and like, most of the time they would have already known you and spoke to you or whatever but Still, just to have that thing where it's like, yes, it's oh, I'm I'm here with Siege, and they're like, oh yeah, like, and they actually know a little bit about it. I was just like, that's wild to me. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that it, it does show how because you get blinded a lot. I think by the the awareness of the company, I don't think you realize how many people, or at least yeah, in I the am, industry, I, I know of it. I, I am. Yeah, they don't yeah. have to be like fans of it or well into it or follow it or anything i like heard that. a siege right at the start that i was painting like years before i even worked here like when i first back, got back into warhammer i was like well yeah obviously siege studio i mm. think the thing is is like i i because i'm so focused on where i want it to go what i want to do how i want it to improve you know and the betterment of the company for everybody like i i don't i don't want to say it's in the wrong context I, obviously it's great that loads of people know about the business and i'm very glad that they, that we've grown and gained, gained reputation that we've got and all those kind of things but at the same time at the same time like I think sometimes if you do focus on the awareness and all that side of stuff, you lose vision on what you're trying to do yeah, in the business. Yeah. And I think that it's really important to, in my mind, and this is just my opinion, like on focusing on the core part of it and 
that other part of it complements it, but it should never take away from where where you, where the mindset should be and the vision should be. I think and that, it's, that, it's quite admirable to me because obviously I didn't know you like early on like like Joe did, but seeing that you've still got that much drive for the company like, oh, yeah, day I'm in not, and day out, this yeah. far in is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm hungrier than the kid in the sweet shop. <laughs> you know, so. I think that also goes to show like why there's not more seed studios is because it's really really hard i'm not to gonna achieve. lie i'm not it's gonna lie. really hard to get at any given point of this company's history there has probably been a multitude of reasons to just stop yeah. and would make things a lot easier and i think even when we get to now like me and you will argue about stuff all the time and like every time i maybe tell someone about that i get the same answer from everyone which is like how good is that that like you both care enough about the outcome hmm. that you're kind yep. of willing to sort of have a bit of an argument with each other because it's never like it's, never no, it's not malicious it's not, or anything. Know, yeah, but not. that's a note that i've noticed though because like being in the office now i'm exposed to sort of a, a different side of the company and that was like the most reassuring thing for me when i've like on my first day in the office was like Oh, thank God! Like James is open to like ideas and discussion, and it ideas. was. It, yeah, yeah. But that's so yeah. uncommon, I think. Like yeah. in most industries, like I know, I, don't, I know there's an overlap of corporate sort of stuff. But I did sort not that I assumed it of you necessarily, but like you do have this idea that like the CEO sort of sat there and like, well, it's my company, and everyone <laughs> sort of skirts around things and wants to. You'd at least think that people would try to present things to you like in hopes that you would agree or whatever. But it's yeah. there's such a health like the word is there's such a healthy discussion and debate mm. around things in the business and it's because yeah. like you said everyone has got the same well I, well I think one of the things i just wanted to touch upon that is like, like yeah I, I do come from a very corporate background which i think does have a slight overlay within siege and I, and I understand that 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 comes from a recruitment background um but at the same time like because of that recruitment industry i have been in many businesses where the, the, there is that culture that you're talking about where it is literally like it's this way or no way and 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 by not being open to ideas and things, I still have to say yes or no at the end of the day. It is my, it is my business. Obviously, I have to make those decisions. But at the same time, like if you don't give people that work for your business the opportunity to invest ideas and things into it to potentially steal the business in a, in a in a better direction or to add value to it, whatever, then it doesn't give a little bit of ownership to those people. And there's no, it really diminishes and causes a bit of resentment sometimes. And I think that there's got to be a fine balance between both of those things, definitely. Um, but yeah, by not having that, that ability to sit down and have a conversation, people put stuff into, put ideas and stuff into it. I think you're, you're, you know, those people working for your business, and 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 really, the idea is to, to to try and make the environment as best as possible, so that people can feel that they can contribute and be valued as well. Value isn't just about obviously look money, earnings, all that kind of stuff is important, but at the same time, having the ability to invest ideas and things does contribute in a very healthy way to the betterment of the company. So so yeah, so that's the way that I would I would I would I would sort of like. Like to sort of like finish up like it's been it's been a crazy crazy 10 years and there's so much more that i want to do and so much more that i i see for the future of siege um and i'm just super keen and hungry to get it where it want, where i want it to be well uh, i really enjoyed that conversation hopefully you did too uh, we've been really excited to share the uh, the history of siege for quite some time now and uh, it's really great to hear uh, james open up about a bit more of his personal story as well there uh, we thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Paint Perspective. Uh, please do hit the follow button on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts if you are listening over there on the audio. And of course, if you're watching here on YouTube, uh, the video version of the podcast, please subscribe as well. And we look forward to seeing you next week.